On today's show, Giannis Antetokounmpo hints that he may not stay in Milwaukee forever. Could Dallas be the place that he could go win a championship? Plus, we got some trade ideas we want to share with you on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavs. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, follow for free, just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day. And to comment anything below, let us know in the comment section. You're an MFFL, a Dallas Mavericks fan. Is your heart ready to believe that Giannis could come to Dallas again? Of course it is. Are you ready? Are you ready to do that? If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors, watch film with me and more, subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description, text the number on the screen below. There it is. There's the number. I can see it. You see it go? Yeah, I can see it. It's right there. Look down. There's the number. It's going across the screen. Uh, Subscribe to our subtext. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor, Studio 41, Mavs.com, the trade machine maniac. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right. I got it. We got to start with a quote off the top. Oh, no. Have you seen the Dwight Howard quote? How many just, times in history has this started? Like, how many times has somebody walked into an NBA front office and be like, have you seen the Dwight Howard quote? I just think this is just an incredible moment because... <laughs> okay, I'm ready for it. I have not seen so, it, to be honest. Oh, you haven't? I know, I don't oh, think so. Oh, say no more. <laughs> and all my so, prep for Locked On NBA today, I did not see this. I'm disappointed in y- y'all didn't cover it on Locked On NBA then. Should be the opening segment. Now, you know, obviously Dwight Howard played in uh, Taiwan this past year. And yeah, invited everybody, recruited everybody on the the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he uh, I don't have the quote exactly from me, so I'm going to paraphrase it here. What? (laughs) So he he posted on his Instagram about Team USA making the play making the the pitch of like, hey, y'all need to bring me on to Team USA, giving him a threat. And then he gives them the threat of, if you don't bring me on, I'm going to play for Taiwan and drop 85 on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just, I wish I had confidence like that. I have very, very low self-confidence. So just if Dwight could give me just a little bit of that confidence, I feel like I would be okay in life. But uh, I drop 85 on you. I just, I just, it, I thought it was an incredible quote. Thank you, Dwight. Oh my gosh. That's Dwight hilarious. Howard. Dwight Howard. I had not, if only Dwight Powell could have Dwight Howard's confidence. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All right. Today we're going to do, we're going to talk about some trade ideas. We're going to revisit the DeAndre Ayton trade because Rashawn Holmes should be able to be traded pretty soon here or now. And I want to start here though. Giannis Antetokounmpo went on a podcast recently and was asked, do you, see yourself retiring in Milwaukee. Do you ever see yourself leaving Milwaukee? And he said, quote, as long as we play and we approach the game every single day, the right way. And we all sacrifice for the common goal. I could see myself being a Milwaukee buck for the rest of my career, but 
The moment yeah. I feel like people are not it's as committed as I am to get the golden thing in the bag, I am not. I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. If there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. He then turned to the side, leaned over farther, pointed behind him, and there was his Larry O'Brien trophy, his his, his uh, Bucks championship trophy in a case behind him. So he was making his he was making his point very clearly. First of all, let's start with this. What do you think he meant by this? Well, you know, it's it feels weird because we don't we haven't seen Giannis kind of like make some comment. He he laid a you know he had a comment back a, what, a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. Yeah. At this point, that was like kind of the first cracking open of the door, and he's he's at least laying the breadcrumbs out there of. It makes me feel like maybe he's got a hint or like a just a, a sniff a little bit that Milwaukee wants to be a little conservative. Maybe he's getting a little bit of a like a hey, we got a two to three year plan here. Let us do this, do that. And that's just me reading between the lines of it. Of yeah. and it's just like a nice reminder of because Giannis is still, I mean, he's twenty eight. He's gonna be thirty whenever he can be a free agent. He, you know, has that player option. He's under contract this year, under contract next year. And then he has that player option for the 2025, 2026 season. So, you know, you're, he is eligible for this massive extension right now. It's obviously not happening right now. So, um, so that's, I mean, you can't ignore it, but if you told me he stayed in Milwaukee for the rest of his career, I would totally get that too. But this is the first time that there's been a little bit of a, Oh, Okay, well, we know how much winning means to Giannis. Yeah, this is this is him cracking the door open, like you said. This is him putting pressure on the Bucks. This is not him doing a Damian Lillard. This is not him doing a James Harden, where he's ready to to like to get out of there. Like, hey, I'm done. I'm out. I, I don't. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. The Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. in Phoenix tweet from forever ago. This is him putting pressure on the Bucks, like you said. If they're not all committed to winning, he's honestly taking a page out of LeBron's book with, with this one. He's saying if they're not all committed to winning, then, hey, I want to go where winning is is prioritized and winning is, you know, I feel like I can win. They also got bounced in the first round last year, and they asked him about that on that on that podcast. By the way, it's the first podcast Giannis has ever done. This is why people are talking about it. He's never really mm. sat down and done, like, an interview like this. And they asked him about, you know, being bounced in the first round, and he talked about how much that hurt, and it was kind of embarrassing and all that. And – like I think that last year put a really bad taste in his mouth, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm committed to winning. If you're not as committed to winning as me, talking about calling out players, calling out front office, calling out the team, then I'm gonna go somewhere else to find where that better situation is." The question is now, could the Mavericks be that better situation? A hundred percent. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we could do a whole, I and mean, we have, we we did whole pods on it, you know, back. Gosh, it feels like forever ago now, which I guess it was, what, four years ago? Um, you know, when, when the Mavericks were um, kind of making, you know, angling for that opportunity to get Giannis. And it was a very um, highly debated type of thing for, you know, Mavs fans of why are we not going and getting the Terrence Rosses of the world, you know, like and, and spending some of this money here and there and some other decisions. Why are we doing all of this to give our, ch- give a chance at Giannis? I will still stand by that. I was all in the camp of like, if you yeah. have a chance to go get a Giannis or to, you know, go, you're a prime. Like if he did leave Milwaukee, 
you couldn't convince me that they wouldn't have a good, as good a shot as anybody else because they have a Luka Doncic. And that if you're looking at if winning is a part of if, if that's the main thing and that's what he's saying in this video, then I'm looking across the league and saying, well, who's the who's the best guy I can pair up with? Right. And if he pairs up with Luka Doncic back then, like, I mean, we talked about it then. Or if he pairs up with him in two years, um, yeah, because you can look at Dallas's his books right now. And it's like, all right. You look at that offseason, they're obviously going to make, you know, some moves this year and next year that might cut into that, you know, that cap space here in a couple of years. But right now, I mean, Kyrie has a player option for that that same summer. Luca's on the books and you're looking at just like a couple other people. It's like Maxi in the last year of his deal, Grant Williams, and then, you know, a couple of the rookies there. And- Maybe a Josh Green extension. Yeah, Josh Green extension. Once again, they'll probably you know make some other moves, whatever. But I am I will be fascinated right now. Let's just assume Giannis does not sign anything, okay? And he he said he does what he, you know he said that he's not going to sign anything right now. All that. How will we notice that Dallas will try to keep that summer clean? Will we see some of the moves that we try to like really look at and be like, oh, they went out and got that player? Coincidence? His contract runs out. You know, that, that summer and stuff like that. Can they thread the needle of when now put a team around Luca and Kyrie that can go for it all while also preserving the opportunity if Giannis did hit the open market that, that summer? Just don't say it. Don't say those two words. I mean, some would say plan powder. Oh. <laughs> but... I'm gonna answer the I'm gonna answer the the comment section. I'm not ready. I'm not my heart my heart is not ready to try this again to do the planned powder to wait out hold out to waste time or to bide time waiting for Giannis to become a free agent and eventually come to the Mavericks. Like I just if you but if you could thread the needle though and still be going I, for it all, I, is there another player that you that would be worth it for you? Because Giannis is one of the only ones to me that would be worth it. Because if you pair Luka Doncic and Giannis together in two years and they're together for the next eight years, I mean, I'm saying four titles. <laughs> conservatively. Conservatively. They they do complement each other so well. What do what Giannis, what Giannis yeah. teams struggle with? What did, what did Giannis teams struggle with against Miami? It's shot creation, creating a shot, extra, extra offense. What do Luka teams struggle with? Defense, rim protection, rebounding. Like, did you just pick up like it's a it's like a gallon, like that's a military grade water bottle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what and so they complement each other so well. So uh so again, this is looking forward in two years, probably in free agency, because the Mavs aren't gonna have enough to trade. Look at what Kevin Durant just got traded for. The Mavs aren't gonna have anywhere near to trade for Giannis no. this year, next year, unless Jaden Hardy's a star. Omax is a star. Derek Lively's a, like, like they're all budding stars. And then all of a sudden you trade all three of those guys for a Giannis. Like that. It looks but, like that'd be a good trade, but woof. But historically though, you don't really see those type of guys get traded. No. no. KD is in the end of his career, but like it, it's typically a, that team's too scared to trade. So they just ride it out right. and play their odds. Absolutely. We're going to ride it out into the next segment. We're not done here. Let's talk about, trades isaac's got some trades you know he's the the trade machine maniac he's got them going and we'll talk about some things the mavericks could do to help them right now coming up but before we do let me tell you about something that can help you right now something i had never thought about and as soon as i thought about it and as soon as i met with these people and as soon as i learned what their product was i said 
oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't thought about that. Jace Medical has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use that you can get in their Jace case. You fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, you jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, so you know that they're helping you. If you've got different medical situations, you go through that survey, you mark a couple of things. If anything stands out to them that may be, you know, that may be questionable, they get you on with one of their board-certified physicians to make sure that everything's good, but you get this Jace case with those five life-saving antibiotics so that in an emergency, in a situation where you're traveling, where you don't have access to medication, where the supply chain breaks, you have yourself covered, you and your family, your loved ones, whoever you're with, don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation care. My sign up was so very easy, and you can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off their price by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout, jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. You'll want the peace of mind. jacemedical.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everydayer. We appreciate you for listening. We just talked about Giannis and him maybe leaving the Bucks. Now let's focus on the Mavericks at hand. Mm-hmm. How can we help the Mavericks right now? Isaac, you've been messing with the trade machine. Give me some, give me some trade ideas. We haven't done this in a while. I'm, I'm ready to hear what you got. Well, we've entered into like the mini trade season again that it feels like over the past handful of years that these last few weeks before training camps, you know, start back up, we see some of the, some of the trade talks start back up that mm. some of the trade demands that happen at the beginning of the off season that didn't happen. Then, you know, everybody goes on their vacations and leaves and goes to their islands. And then they start coming back to home base. And then it, not just players, we're talking about front office and everything. And then, all right, everybody starts getting back in the groove and then it's Portland saying, do we really want to carry the, the Dame situation to the season? It's Philly with James Harden. It, I mean, but we've seen trades happen in the past you know, few years that, you know, what was it? The Donovan Mitchell trade that happened September 3rd last year. Yeah. So like it's this, the September season has quietly turned into like a mini little trade season for some like bigger names. And that's where I think we could see we we could still see some fireworks over the next couple of weeks because you know you're listening to this on uh, on a Thursday the 14th Mavs training camp starts in what 13 days yeah two weeks so not long yeah media days the 29th the Friday and then they head out on their trip so you know that's where we're in this like couple week window here to where if Dallas really is going to try to go out and go get an, a big man which I've still been in the camp of and. Once again, probably going to be wrong at this point because the clock's ticking, but I've still been in the camp of, I think that they still go out and get a big man before the season starts. And last year, I agreed with you about the third ball handler. This year, I do not agree with you. I'm I'm not believing you this time. I'm not with you. I don't think Um, think it'll happen. So, do you, like, would you be shocked if the DeAndre Ayton to Dallas talks, like, leaked out over the next two weeks again? Because I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think I'd be shocked by it. I think I would be surprised. I think I would I would be surprised because we've heard, at least from Tim McMahon, he was on our podcast and talked about how they were kind of interested in him. There's some believers in the front office, but there's also some people in the front office that don't believe in DeAndre Ayton and don't want to do that and don't want to have his contracts on the books 
and and all that. So I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be a little surprised if it started again. So so if you're Dallas, you would assume assume even though that they're saying the right things right now and telling reporters and stuff like, Hey, it's probably going to be Dwight or a competition Dwight versus Rashawn Holmes and training camp, see where it goes, all this stuff. You would assume that Dallas is still circling their bases right now around the league. Right. And saying, all right, let's check it in on some, some bigs. Let's, let's check back in. And I'll say it this way too. If you're Dallas, do you, do you think Dallas thinks about like, what they were holding back before, would they be more open to it now? Would you be more open to would over the past month or two, is there something that's changed if you're Dallas to say, yeah, I think I might give up one of the young guys or I might give up a first round pick if it means getting a significant big man. Well, I don't, I it's hard to think of what has changed. The things that they are holding back that we've, we've learned that have been reported is Josh Hardy, Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Sure that they have, didn't want to trade them for Jared Allen, Clint Capella. You know, they were holding back on those two guys. And so unless you think Summer League changed their opinion on Jaden Hardy or FIBA changed their mind on, on Josh Green or something in between there, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've changed their minds on it. You, but, you don't know what happens on vacation, though. I but mean, my, like, <laughs> that's true. They go on my, vacation, and that's all they're thinking about. They're thinking about this roster, and like, dang it, man, like, we really could like we're an upgrade away at center from. Okay, let me let me throw. Let's just say, my, say the DeAndre Ayton thing. My thing through the whole offseason has been though, how desperate will they get? Will they get to it and like yeah. you said, have thought about it and stewing on it for a whole vacation and been like, you know what, we just need a center. Like if we just get a center with these guys and we can just trade Jaden Hardy. Okay, uh, yeah, I think they could maybe that could maybe change. Okay, so so let's say the Phoenix talks get revisited. Okay. Rashawn Holmes can get traded now and it's Tim Hardaway, Rashawn Holmes. And let's say Phoenix says, Hey, if you want your upgrade at center, you want Deandre Ayton. We like Tim Hardaway's fit with our, with the, you know, our guys, yep. Rashawn Holmes. We think he can play with this. You pick, you give us a first round pick or you give us Jaden Hardy and you, and you get Deandre Ayton. Now let's look at it from Dallas's side for a second. If they got him, what, how do you feel about this lineup now that you have Grant Williams and we know some, you know, some of the young guys, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Josh Green, Grant Williams, DeAndre Ayton with Maxi, Dwight, Seth, shout out to like 2017, <laughs> Lively, Omax, and Exum, and, and, Exum and off, off Derek Jones Jr. still. Yeah. I feel good about that lineup. Like we, I've been saying they just need to address center in some way. And for all the negatives of DeAndre Ayton, he he still it can be a final center. He's been to the finals with that Suns team and has anchored a defense and can you know like he can do all the things that a Mavs defense asks and a Mavs offense asks. And Jason Kidd would have to really work with him because he's been. Like him and Monty Williams did not have a good relationship. And that was part of the big negative with him and Phoenix before. And one of the reasons why we think that he would be available before is that he wasn't happy in his role, wasn't happy with what he was doing and asked to you know, be doing in, in Phoenix. Now they have Frank Vogel. Maybe it's a little different for him, but if they still want to trade him, if that you know, situation is untenable, maybe a change of scenery really helps him. He was a number one pick for a reason. He's got the talent. He can, he can be a little bit more. Maybe Kyrie helps with him. Luca obviously we think helps. I, I tend to think that you know if you can, if Chris Paul can't get the best out of you as a center, then I, I don't know that just a better point guard, a you know a better playmaker, and Luca is going to make it better. But 
Yeah, I feel good about and that. Over, yeah, I, and over thirty million a year is not ideal. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, and the downsides are his contract could you know does it stunt Lively's growth? Maybe I I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm I'm losing sleep over that. And then losing Jaden Hardy, like. What do we think Jaden Hardy could be? And coming up, let's talk about this a little bit more. Let's talk about that specific deal with the Mavericks cave on that. And Isaac's got some other trade ideas we'll talk about and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. NFL season has started, it's kicked off. One of our teams has won. One of our teams has lost and their offense hasn't shown up yet. And that's my team. You can, go, you can go right now to FanDuel, bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets. Plus all customers who bet $5 get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV so that you can watch the game. You were watching Sunday Ticket on YouTube TV, right? I do. It's awesome. Love it. And if you want to get $100 off that, all you have to do is bet $5 on FanDuel. Like, that's you, you just 90, $95 you just gained in, in that transaction, basically, if you want to. And whatever you win off of FanDuel, too. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. They have all kinds of NFL stuff. They also have a ton of NFL and NBA. They have... um. WNBA, if you're looking at the the playoffs right now, ooh, they got game one. Dallas Wings, Atlanta Dream. Your favorite, Satu Sabli. My favorite, Satu Sabli. In this game, the Wings are six-and-a-half-point favorite in game one against the Dream. So it's a pretty big one. The Liberty are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the Mystics. So that's a big one. Go check out that. They also have a series. What are the Wings in the series? Series betting. Uh, the Wings are a minus 340 favorite against the Dream in their in their series. So you can go check that out. Everything fanduel.com slash locked on. Check it out today. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs. Being part of this show. Again, subscribe to our subtext. I've been doing, or I'm starting to do a film rewatch, a watch back with people. I did the Mavs versus uh, Knicks game where Luca put up 60 and he had the putback shot to tie it and put in overtime. And I do like a picture in picture where I watch in the corner and I share some stuff. I'll point out some things that I noticed. I pointed out myself cause I saw myself in the crowd, <laughs> in the crowd on this, on this one, I was sitting under the basket. And so if you have any suggestions, text me in the subtext, uh, just go ahead and, and you can get text straight to your phone and you can see that. So again, subscribe to our subtext. All right, Isaac Harris, we're talking about a potential Deandre Ayton trade being revisited. Maybe the Mavericks and Nico Harrison and the front office thought about it and they said, man, we've been looking at, you know, Lockdown Mavs is about to do these center rankings and we know that Dwight Powell is going to be the the 30th starting center out of 30. And we can't do this. We promised this fan base, we promised everyone that we would improve on rebounding and rim protection. And we really haven't done that fully. We've got Lively and we think that's going to help eventually, but we're not sure it's going to help right away. Maybe we do DeAndre Aiden. If they do the DeAndre Aiden trade that you suggested earlier, and it's Jaden Hardy, what are they losing with, with Jaden Hardy? Like, what's the risk there? Yeah, well, you're you're risking the the offense off the bench because you're also losing Tim Hardaway in that trade, and so now you're asking a lot of Seth Curry. Um, I mean, and even Exum your, yeah, your guards off the bench then is you know is Exum uh, and, and Seth, but you're you're still going to you know probably stagger Kyrie and Luca in that case i look at this i look at the starting five and like the closing five and i look at the end of last year one of the last games of the season that played sacramento it was luca and Kyrie who started and the other three guys who started tim hardaway reggie bullock and dwight powell if you re- replace those guys with josh green grant williams and deandre Ayton, how big of an upgrade is that 
because I think it's a pretty big upgrade. That's a pre- that's a pretty big upgrade, especially in a in a closing lineup where it matters. Plus, also the Mavericks still don't have a look where they have an imposing center at the rim or somebody to rebound or playing a bigger lineup. Yeah. Like they they so, they haven't had that look in years, and they need that. So. I say all this to say I'm not sitting there trying to make the case of like, dude, Dallas should go out and go get DeAndre Ayton right now. I'm trying to make the case of if it happens over the next two weeks, if the talks resurface, this is the reason why. Because I think there is a case for it. I probably wouldn't be in the camp. I'm still in the camp of like, man, I think you should go get like a Clint Capella, which let's pivot to Clint Capella mm. right now. Um, Mike, Michael Scotto dropped a piece on uh, on Hoops Hype talking about the Hawks trade discussions with Pascal Siakam and, and, and the Raptors and stuff. And so the Hawks are clearly still in business right now of potentially <laughs> like, hey, we could change our roster and all of that. That was the deal that Tim McMahon was talking about, how they wanted Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, all of that. Has a month changed for Dallas to where – at this point, like, Hey, they might change them. I would be surprised if they threw a Josh green in there, but what if, what if Atlanta was like, Hey, it's, it's a protected first. And they kind of, maybe they gave up a little bit. It's like, all right, we don't want, it wouldn't take one of the younger guys, but it's a protected first at that point. But here's also another thing coming up in just, I mean, I want to say if just a few days, Bogdan Bogdanovich is trade eligible. Mm. So just had an awesome FIBA world cup. And obviously has a relationship with Luca and stuff. Is there a bigger deal to where he's on, he's on the books for two more years after Tim Hardaway's contract. Uh, he just got that extension from Atlanta. Would there be a bigger deal to where it's like Capella and Bogdan? And then it's like Tim Hardaway, Rashawn Holmes probably have to throw a first or Jaden Hardy in that deal. Maybe Maxi's in that deal. Mm. I think you almost have to have Maxi in the deal for the money part. I don't know if you would do it or not. If it's Tim, Maxi, Holmes, and Hardy for Capella and Bogdan, it's a lot. So let me give you the lineup real quick and yeah. let you think about it this way. It'd be Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant Williams, and Clint Capella. Love it. With Bogdan in the six man role off the bench. Love that. With with Dwight Powell, Seth, Lively, Omax, and Exum. I I like it. I like that you get the big. I like that you also get a third, like a guaranteed third ball, third ball handler where Bogdan can come in and he can he can light it up. He can also play make. You've got that guy that's better than right now. We're looking at okay, could it be Exum? Could it be Seth Curry? Could it, then instead you get Bogdan and that's an answer. Like you have an answer to it instead of a what if a you know you get the answer of people forget about Frank. It's not that kind of an answer, right? Like it's, it's an actual answer to the third ball handler and the center thing. You lose and, some and, versatility in that, I think, with losing Maxi. Yeah. Um, you lose some some potential with with Jaden Hardy, which, man, I we ha- we may have to have a conversation about what what are they risking losing Jaden if they do trade Jaden mm-hmm. Hardy because what could he be? Could he be a Jordan Poole? Could he be a Tyler Hero? And what does that mean going forward? Because that that's a big question that I think the Mavs front office is probably asking themselves a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I mean, it could come. It's it's more complicated than this than what I'm going to say, but like. It could come down to they believe in Jane in in Jaden Hardy so much that they're not that that's bigger than the center upgrade. Yeah, you like know, the, like then a short term set. Yeah, a short term yeah. center upgrade because it feels like they could clearly get a Clint Capella if they were willing to give up like a a Jaden Hardy, but they're like, hey, we'd rather roll with Dwight and keep Jaden. And I I like I, I see I see both sides of that. So like I'm not saying one side, you know whatever 
we've mentioned like Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero a lot, but like if you look at Bradley Beal's rookie numbers compared to Jaden Hardy's, you're kind of like, okay, that like that's not out of the realm of possibilities because Bradley Beal played 30 minutes a game for the Wizards his first year. He was what I. The third pick, he averaged 14 points a game, shot 38% from three. You know, like you can, you can kind of see, all right, could he be that type of guy going forward? So that, that's what you're yeah. risking. If you're doing a trade like this, you could lose out on a guy like that. Cause Jaden is that good or can be that good. Yeah. He's got the back. He can, he can get buckets like Bill. Can I throw at you one more? That's kind of, oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of random. So, Tim Cato was on our pod. He reported to that Dallas and Detroit had talks about around Bojan um, back around summer league and, and all of that. And uh, it was Bojan and Killian Hayes. But let me, let me ask you this. Would Marvin Bagley be that big of an upgrade over Dwight and Rashawn Holmes to where you would entertain a Bojan and Bagley deal? I don't think he would be an upgrade over Dwight Powell. Okay. Maybe Rashawn Holmes. I, we haven't I'm, seen. I'm him, asking. Like, yeah. I know that I've talked to Ku Cahill from Locked On Pistons, and he said Marvin Bagley's better than people thought last year. So he's like, he was like, okay. I don't think he's an. I don't know if he's an upgrade on Dwight Powell. Because, you know, a lot of times teams will revisit, you know, trade talks and stuff, and if they're if they revisit the Boyan conversation with, with Detroit, Detroit's got this like weird situation because, you know, during looked awesome yeah. you know in, in summer league and you know he that's their long-term you know long-term big there they also gave isaiah stewart a contract extension Pretty and then they one. got these like two young guys and james wiseman and marvin bagley and so it's like all right well who's gonna play you know Boyan's gonna be their four so it's not like you're playing you know so a lot of these guys together super weird so i just wonder if that if it's a hey instead of killian hayes is it i mean you would prefer bagley over wiseman right Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would too. Um, so I don't know. It, you know, Bagley's under contract. He he does make like twelve million dollars, something like that. So um, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, man, I don't. Is it? It would be a bullpen thing, right? Like it would be a. It wouldn't be a. We've been on this whole thing of like, if you go <laughs> and get another big, it needs to be a defined like they are the starting center, and there's yes. no question about it. Answer the question. And you couldn't convince me that it's like, even though I do think like Bagley still has a future in the league. You couldn't convince me. Like if you told me three weeks into the season, Dwight starting over him, I would be like, okay, well, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, would, I know. I'm like, I, I kind of get it. He like, would start yeah. over. So, I mean, that's not an upgrade to me really at all at that point. But yeah, they, they do have a weird front court thing, but they only have those three bigs. It's Duran, Bagley and Wiseman like that. That's kind of it. And then I, and Isaiah, well, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. So you got those four and that's kind of it. That's your, that's yeah. your front court rotation. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought about that more and I was like, all right, I was looking around the league at different, different bigs out there that could be entertaining on the, on the market over the next couple of weeks as teams start to, you know, this is where you see teams start to cut down some of the rosters and see yeah. some of these teams cut, you know, cut a couple of young guys and we see the Garubas and the Ty Ty Washington's, you know, just get <laughs> cut and go to waivers. And now they're on two ways and random spots here and there. And, which yeah. By the way, did the Mavs missed out on Garuba, right? It was their chance to make another finals. And then, then where did he go? I don't, I don't know. Where did he go? He went to Europe. Oh. So, uh, there you go, guys. 
Did Let us really? know. <laughs> I actually yeah, he, thought he no, stuck he, on the team. No, he really did. Uh, I like him. I think he went to like Bayern or something. All right. Whatever. He signed with. He returned to Real Madrid. He's he's back. Back home. There you go, guys. Let us know. He's going to get torched by Luca in a few weeks. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's so funny. Let us know in the comment section if you're ready to get your heart hurt again with a Giannis potential to the Mavericks. Let us know what you think about the DeAndre Ayton potential trade. Guys, thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.